Greetings and welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of the Harmonious Living Podcast with your host, Niema. And on today's episode, we're talking about whose voice are you listening to? So if you've been listening to the podcast, you probably recognize that my voice may sound a little bit different to you. (laughs) And I'll explain why in just a moment. But as it relates to the voice, we can think about it from a metaphorical standpoint, but we can also think about it from a physical standpoint. And we have voices that play in our heads, and sometimes those voices are positive and they're serving us and they're helping us, they're motivating us, they're keeping us going. And sometimes those voices are not doing us any favors. And so today we're going to talk about what voice are you listening to and how can we get that voice to serve us even better. Stay tuned. This episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast is sponsored by Harmonic Soul Wellness. Have you been doing the same thing and hoping for different results? Have you been looking to add more variety to your current eating habits? Are you ready for transformation from the inside out? Then the 90 Days to Wellness plant-based eating program is for you. Learn how to stop dieting and start eating to live. You can find us on the web at HarmonicSoulWellness.com or contact us at 619-892-8192. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Niamh. And I'm so glad you joined me today. So first of all, let me say this. If you are new here, welcome. And if you've been listening to the podcast, welcome back. And if you have been listening to the podcast, and if somehow something sounds different to you, then you are correct and you are quite discerning. And so my voice may sound different to you because I actually have been um, recuperating. And I will share with y'all that for the first time in over three years, I've actually um, been under the weather in a, in a pretty big way. And so one of the things that I recognize is that sometimes when we uh, have imposed rest periods, it can be a blessing. And so the blessing for me is that I'm picking up on this lesson, which is that I have been burning the candle at both ends and needing to take some things off of my plate. But because I feel so just driven and so focused on some objectives and some projects that I wanted to complete and was trying to do all the things 
And, um, you know, when you are working in a business and you're a solopreneur, or if you are, you know, you're pretty much doing everything. And sometimes um, if you are not allowing yourself the time to recharge and or delegate and or giving yourself the grace of allowing time to pass and not be in a rush, then as one of my favorite sayings goes, if you do not make time for your wellness, then you'll be forced to make time for your illness. And so such has been the case. And um, for me, I think fortunately, because I am healthy overall, because of my good diet, my excellent diet and other healthy lifestyle practices, uh, things could have been much worse for me, but I am thankfully on the other side and I am um, on the mend and I'm so grateful. And so I just want to say <laughs> that I'm speaking to y'all as someone who is going through it. And when I share with you um, good guidance I recognize that I also need to take my own good guidance. And so, you know, as we think about um, this past weekend was Mother's Day in the U.S. And oftentimes, as we think about our experiences with our mothers, um, whether you had a great relationship with your mother or have a great relationship with your mother or not so much, we all have been impacted if you grew up with your mother, if you were raised by your mother or wh whoever your mother figure was. Um, we have had indelible imprints left on our minds that have been long lasting. And oftentimes it results in, you know, tapes, some of the tapes that we hear in our heads and I don't know about you, but as a parent, there have been times where with my own son, I have had heard things come out of my mouth that sounded exactly like my own mother. <laughs> but in this instance, related to my current health situation, this is one of those situations where it is do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> and so I hope that you will hear the good guidance that I give and use um, my experience as a cautionary tale to not do as I do, but rather to do as I say when it comes to taking care of yourself, of prioritizing your health, of being gentle with yourself, being in integrity with yourself. And that is something that is an ongoing journey. It is an ongoing practice. And for those of us who have been um, so raised to be or whether it was imposed on us or whether we took it on on our own volition of being achieve, achievement driven, that we have a tendency to push, push, push ourselves. And there has to be some ebb and flow, just like the flow of the ocean, just like there are seasons for things, just like there's a time for planting, there's a time for sowing, but there's also a time for stepping back. There's a time for watering. There's a time for 
allowing yourself to receive, to get into the receptive mode. And so if you listened to last week's episode, I shared a bit of um, a book that I had been reading, Ask and It Is Given, and um, so much of attracting to us the life that we desire depends on our ability to receive and our ability to get into that divine feminine of receivership and also recognizing the balance between the divine masculine and the divine feminine and that energetic of doing and action and inspired action of the divine masculine versus the receiving side of the divine feminine. And I recognize that I have been in imbalance. And so just like with anything else, when you have imbalance, then you create a situation of disharmony. Hence, harmonious living is so important. And so that name is not by accident. It is a reminder to me, it's a reminder to us about being holistic and about all sides of the equation needing to be met. So another note on Mother's Day, um, if you have not been listening to the podcast, or if you have, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the bonus episode that I did, a Mother's Day message on uh, in 2021, because it speaks to the varied experiences that many of us have had with regard to Mother's Day. And I want to acknowledge that this day does not always impact everybody the same. It can be a day of celebration and honor and recognition and pamper, pampering and extra attention, but not for everybody. And it can be a day of sadness for those who've lost their mothers. It can be a day of grief for those who maybe it's your first Mother's Day without your mother, or even if it's been more than one, it can still be a reminder that your mother, for those who whose mothers have ascended, um, is no longer physically present with you. And that for those, for anyone who is in that situation, my heart goes out to you. And for those who have had um, troubled relationships or estrangements with their mothers or complicated relationships with their mothers, I also want to acknowledge you. And if you yourself are a mother and are having um, estrangement from your own children, I also want to acknowledge you as well. That can certainly be a bittersweet thing to experience. But overall, I will just say that I'm grateful for all of it because in all of it is a lesson. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how two things can be true at the same time. Stay tuned. And welcome back. So continuing on with the prior topic of Mother's Day and relationships with our mothers or mother figures, 
I want to just posit this concept to you about two things being true at the same time, which is that let's, let's say that you did have a great relationship with your mother and, or do have a great relationship with your mother. Cause I recognize that sometimes things can change over the years. Maybe at one time it might've been rocky, but you've resolved or gotten through to the other side of whatever your previous issues were. And now, you know, you can see the situation that, yes, it was great. You learned a lot of things. And at the same time, there is no such thing as a perfect mother, period. In this world, <laughs> and and that's by design because we came here to learn lessons. We came here to grow through our challenges, through whatever um, experiences and adversity that we needed to learn, um, the, the experiences that we attract to us in order for us to evolve. And so it is no different. Just like we chose our parents, we chose which lessons for this lifetime that we're here to learn, such is, such is it the same for our mothers, the, the people that we came through. And again, whether you were raised by a biological your birth mother, or whether you were raised by um, an adopted mother, an auntie, grandmother, or someone um, just different, someone, you know, family friend, whatever the case may be, because especially in the Black community, you know, there have been many times where um, for whatever reason, the birth mother maybe was not capable of, of raising the child. And so others pitched in, other people stepped up, but nonetheless. And so you can have <clears throat> a great relationship. And at the same time, because of the paradigms of this society in the U.S. and the West, because of the patriarchal society because of the media, because of the culture, and um, in the words of one of my coaches, Allison Bird, the cult of average, the culture of average, this idea of um, conformity, the masks that we wear, the things that we go through in order to um, have a sense of belonging, the expectations that are put on us the agreements that we take on based on um, things that people have told us about ourselves, things that we've told ourselves about ourselves. And so there comes a time as we become aware of and as we start to address our inner child healing work, once we, first of all, recognize that there is some healing that needs to be done, once we make a decision and start noticing that we want to live differently, that we want to experience life differently, that 
as we're dealing with our inner children, we recognize that there's some reparenting that we need to do because, again, not knocking, not casting judgment, not pointing fingers at, not blaming our mother figures, our mothers, but because of the fact that maybe they were not equipped to um, to give us everything that we needed emotionally, mentally, spiritually, um, based on their conditioning, based on their traumas, based on their upbringing, et cetera. And it's all connected. And so just the way that this life is, we end up needing to give to ourselves that which we did not receive from others. And quite frankly, that is the case with all of our relationships. It all comes back to the need for us to go within, to draw from our guidance system, our own inner guidance system, our own inner knowing to be able to do our own healing work. And so that self-knowledge, that recognition of how are we talking to ourselves? Are we being gentle with ourselves? What is the, the voice that's in your head saying to you on a regular basis, that tape that's playing? Are you kind to yourself or are you beating yourself up? When you look in the mirror, are you kind to yourself or are you beating yourself up? When you look in the mirror, are you saying to yourself, I love you? Are you giving yourself a high five? Are you smiling or are you criticizing? Are you picking yourself apart? Are you fault finding and looking for flaws? And again, of course, if that is what you have been doing, it doesn't surprise me because um, <laughs> on prior episodes, I've talked about the fact that, you know, many girls and women have the example of their own mothers hating their bodies and standing in front of the mirror, picking apart their bodies, talking about, oh, I can't stand my thighs. Oh, my belly. Oh, my skin is this or that. And, and you know, as young girls, you pick up on it. And so again, <laughs> I'm sure that many mothers are not intentionally um, imparting the self-loathing messages to their daughters, but it's not what's taught, it's what what's caught. And so the girls are picking up on this concept of, oh, it's normal to hate my body because that's what I saw my mother do for many girls or, um, you know, to hear one um, one's mother criticize herself out loud. Oh, that was so stupid. Why did I do that? Or um, et cetera. You get the point. And so we may or may not have had that as an example, but we may have picked up on that from others in our environment. We may have um, drawn that um, those kinds of conclusions based on things that were said to us about, you know, whether we're good at something or um, if we didn't, if we did or didn't do something exactly the way that someone else wanted us to. And so again, 
I want to just take a breath and I want to put my hands on my heart and just acknowledge. And I encourage you to do the same. That if any of this sounds familiar to you, that you are not alone, number one. And number two, this is not coming from a place of judgment, but just from a place of observation. And then number three, recognizing that once we have seen the pattern, what can we do now to interrupt? What's a new story that we can start telling to ourselves about ourselves? So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some ways that we can reparent ourselves. Stay tuned. Tune into you and make 2022 your year of healthy living with the 30 Days to Healthy Living program. Using this holistic program, you'll create a foundation for a healthy lifestyle, regardless of your current lifestyle. For more info, click the link in the show notes. And welcome back. So before the break, we talked about some examples of things that you may have seen in your upbringing or beliefs that you may have taken on, whether they were directly um, imposed upon you or whether they were directly um, taught to you or indirectly. And recently, I saw a clip of an interview that um, Spike Lee, the director, was doing, and he was talking about parents, um, uh, particularly parents of creatives, um, basically kind of crushing <laughs> the dreams of their children by making them uh, think that they had to you know, pursue something quote unquote practical or, um, and then, you know, people not taking the chance to go after their dreams because of this, um, conditioning that they have been given to go the traditional route, right? Which is <clears throat> go to school, get your education, get a good job, and then, you know, stay with that job and try to raise, uh, rise to the ranks of that job or what have you, and then just retire. And the, and don't get me wrong, you know, for some people, like that's a great life. <laughs> for some people, that's an excellent life. And I take nothing away from no one. I, I sit in no judgment. And at the same time, as someone who is a creative <clears throat> And as someone who has had dreams of, um, you know, pursuing a career in the arts, I also recognize that concept and story of being supported. You know, maybe you may have um, had per a parent who supported you pursuing 
um, something creative or, or artistic to a point. But then when it came time for you to, once you got out of school, the desire was, or the direction, again, indirectly or directly was, okay, that's all well and good. Now pick something that's going to guarantee you a job. And so that is one of those areas where we can um, reparent ourselves as it relates to going after our dreams, which is to say, whether you were told that anything is possible and you can do anything that you want, that is still true. You can still be, do, and have anything that you desire. Now, of course, I'm I'm talking about things that are actually humanly possible, right? I'm not talking about flying, um, you know, humans flying without um, growing wings. But I, I joke here, of course. But there are many areas where um, we can shift. We get to choose how we now see those areas. For example, our relationship with money. That's one of those areas where we may have been given a certain um, story about money, um, been told things like money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, you have to work hard to have money um, or, you know, certain ideas about deservability. And those are areas where we get to decide, we get to choose what we believe about that. And our beliefs are just thoughts that we continue to think. And so it is my experience, especially over the past few years, as I have been um, expanding my consciousness and my knowledge about possibility and laws of attraction and universal law about what is possible. And I have seen, and I'm sure that you have also in your own life, examples of things that have manifested, things that where God has exceeded expectations. And a lot of that comes from belief, belief in possibilities. And so, you know, we get to choose, we get to tell a new story as it relates to what's possible for us. And it is not too late. And I don't know how old you are, nor does it matter at this point, if you are listening to this podcast, if there is something that you want for your life that you have not pursued because you were afraid to, because you were uh, discouraged from doing so, if it is in your heart and it is something that does not go away because it is it is tugging at you and your spirit keeps bringing it to you um, and life keeps bringing this thing to you, then my friend, I say to you, go for it. Follow your heart because again, we get this one life in this body, in this existence, with these circumstances, and God will not bring something to you 
and even show you the possibility of it if it was not possible. So I want you to sit with that for a minute. (laughs) It's like we would not even have the concept of something being possible if it was not possible. And so that's one of those areas where we can reparent ourselves. We can reframe what we think is possible. We can tell a new story. We can shift. And so with regard to money or our dreams, we can tell ourselves a new story, which goes something like this. And I encourage you to journal about this. Until today, I believed that and you can fill in the blank, the blanks. Until today, I believed that XYZ about money, or I believed XYZ thing about my dreams. But now you can write, or you can say, but today I now believe that dot, 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 fill in the blank. What is your new belief? And start practicing it so that you write your own affirmations, so that you write your own new story, your own new tape that you can repeat to yourself. And you can even write this on a post-it and put it someplace where you write your affirmations and put them somewhere that you see them on a regular basis. And the other point I will leave you with, with regard to reparenting yourself. And I think this one probably by far is the most important one, which is to speak gently to yourself, to treat yourself kindly, to treat yourself gently. And so think about this. When you're talking to a small child, or even for those who have pets, (laughs) how do you speak to them? Do you speak to them with a certain tone? You speak to them with a certain kindness, with a degree of patience, with a degree of compassion, with a degree of understanding that they are learning, that they are growing. So for example, if you see a child that's learning to walk and the child keeps falling down, wouldn't you say to them, It's okay, baby. You got this. Keep going. You can do this. Well, we can do the same thing as it relates to ourselves with our own journeys, with our own growth. As we walk through this life and as we fall down and keep getting up, we can be that parent in our own head, speaking gently to ourselves, saying, you got this. Everything's going to be all right. You're doing fine. You're doing great. Keep going. You got this. I believe in you. That same type of voice that we may have wanted to hear, we can give that to ourselves right now. So I want you to think about that as you go about your day and as you go about whatever it is that you're working on, 
whether you're just sitting around or whether you're actively engaged in activity, to think about how would you talk to a small child and then talk that way towards yourself, adjust your tone, or whether it's a pet. (laughs) The way that you would speak gently, oh, look at you, you're so beautiful, you're such a cutie pie. You're so smart. Look at you. You got this. I just love you so much. That same way that we would talk to a young child. Talk to your own inner child that way. And that is one of the <laughs> one of the kindest most loving things that we can do is to treat ourselves with that kind of gentleness. And we don't have to expect to receive that from any place else. We can give ourselves exactly what it is that we need. And the more that we do that, guess what? The more we receive that from other people because we are already treating ourselves lovingly. And so we attract that to us. So try it on for size. And it might feel awkward. It might feel strange at first because it is new territory. And as with everything that we do, whether it's yoga, whether it's meditation, what have you, it is a practice. But just start and keep going and keep doing it. So thank you for listening. Wow, what another amazing topic. And I hope that something that I have said has inspired you today, has caused you to think, has given you some ahas, has made you really take a look back at how you have talked to yourself or how you have internalized things that have been said to you. And again, I want to just remind you that two things can be true at the same time. And this is not about judgment. This is about observation and really learning to have a sense of neutrality and not taking score too soon on things. And so here are some takeaways that I want to leave you with. Number one, as we are thinking about our beliefs, we get to decide what beliefs are still relevant for us and which ones are still serving us. And those that are not serving us, we get to discard them and replace them with new ones. Number two, everything that we need is already inside of us. We don't have to look outside of us to get those things that we emotionally need or those things that we need spiritually. We can actually get those things from within. We all have our own inner guidance system. We just need to learn how to tap into it. (laughs) 
and to trust it. Number three, it's all about gentleness. And just like the example of the child learning to walk that I gave, when it comes to the inner dialogue or the the way that we would talk with a child, we wouldn't say to a child who is falling down, who's learning to walk, get up, you little dummy. (laughs) And I give that example as a story that Abraham Hicks tells. But instead, we would say, it's okay, baby. You got this. Keep going. You're fine. You can do this. And so I encourage you to talk with yourself the way you would that small child who's learning to walk. Because at the end of the day, we're all learning. So, if you have enjoyed this episode, do me a favor. Share it with your family, your friends, your loved ones. You can also write a positive review and you can send me a screenshot of it or post a screenshot of it and tag me on Instagram. I'm at Naema underscore sings and I would be more than happy to give you a shout out. You can also subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so, so that you can be notified whenever new episodes come out and you can become a monthly contributor to the podcast at any financial amount that feels aligned to you. As I always say, I know that you have many options when it comes to your podcast, and I'm so grateful that you've taken time out of your day to listen to this one. And I want to wish you peace and love and have a beautiful and blessed day.